What a man for others. Jesus Christ is a man for others. In the gospel reading today, Simon and the other apostles approach Jesus the morning after a day like none they had ever known before. Jesus' popularity was at a peak. His preaching was a huge success. He dramatically expelled the demon right in the middle of the synagogue. And he had spent the entire evening of the Sabbath working miracles and exorcisms. So the next morning, his disciples must have been wild with excitement. And so when they awoke to find him gone and a growing crowd of people clamoring to see him, they were confused. They frantically organized a search party and scoured the area. But when they find him alone in prayer and they tell him that everyone is looking for him, Jesus' answer is surprising. He tells them it's time to move on, that his mission isn't to maximize his popularity, but to preach the gospel to all of Israel. This is what his father sent him to do. This was the first installment of a lesson that Jesus would teach over and over by words and actions. He is not a political figure looking to climb the ladder of success. He is a servant and a messenger, a man for others. You know, in a world that tends to idolize success and achievement, the selfless purpose of a man completely focused on fulfilling someone else's plan, that is God's, is refreshing and very inspiring. This self-giving attitude of Jesus is vividly present in the gospel reading, in his encounter with Simon's mother-in-law. In the first place, like all his miracles, this one is not performed to impress people, but to help people. He always uses his healing powers to benefit those in need. And it's a lesson for us, too. The gifts and talents we have received from God are not meant to foster self-satisfaction, but self-giving. In the second place, notice the manner in which Jesus performs this miracle. It's extremely personal, gentle, and kind. Simon's mother-in-law is sick in bed with a fever. And, you know, in those times, fevers posed greater threats than they do today. 
If the fever was the result of an infection, which fevers frequently are, it could indicate an impending death since they had no antibiotics. This is why they immediately told Jesus about her, we are informed. And Jesus, Jesus could have just snapped his fingers and and cured her from the other side of the house, like something out of a, a Harry Potter movie. But that's not his style. Instead, he follows Simon over to the bed where his mother-in-law lay and listened as they tell him the history of her sickness. Then he bends down beside her, grasps her feverish hand in his own firm, gentle grip, and looks into her face. It is with that personal touch that he cures her sickness. And then the gospel writer points out, the Lord helped her up. In Jesus Christ, God comes to meet us in the reality of our humanity. He brings his divine warmth into the nooks and crannies of our lives and circumstances. You know, one reason so many people find it so hard to believe in Jesus Christ or to follow him is because they don't see Jesus as a man for others. Instead, they see Jesus as harsh and judgmental. This is not the Jesus of the Gospels, the Jesus of the cross, the Jesus of the Eucharist. So why do they think of him that way? One of the most common reasons is what the Catechism of the Catholic Church calls the counter-witness of Catholics. Every one of us is an advertisement for Christ. As Catholics, we have identified ourselves with Christ and his church, right? And so people who are outside the church look at us to get an idea of what Christ is like. So if we gossip, criticize, and talk trash just as much as everyone else, if we live self-indulgent lives, getting drunk and sleeping around just like everyone else, if we look out for number one instead of looking out for our neighbor, if we lie, cheat, cut others down, and manipulate like everyone else, well then, is it any secret why people who know that we are Christ's followers don't decide to follow Christ themselves. But if they see us walking away from gossip sessions and defending people's reputations, 
if they see us living balanced, well-ordered, and joyfully disciplined lives, if they see us as compassionate, forgiving, and yet firm in our moral commitments, if they see us trying to swim against the current of the corrupt egocentric culture that we live in, well then, in that case, they will be drawn towards Christ, not pushed away from him. Brothers and sisters, as Jesus gives himself to us in the Eucharist, let's beg his pardon for the times we have been counter-witnesses, and then ask for his grace to help us be better advertisements for his kingdom.